Kitty's hanging out with her mom today. I think they're getting a tattoo or something. Pushy at class. And I got some gigs today. So, on the show, we're going to talk to the homies. Is that cool? Full show back in your feeds on Wednesday. Myself and Professor Harvey K. We're kicking it tomorrow. But on the show today, we got Dave Borshert. He's with the Garmin Kansas City Marathon. Talking about the race this Saturday. And he's also with the KC Sports Commission. So, we'll chat a little bit about that as well. Also on the show today, we've got Paul Farnsworth. He is with B&B Theaters. We are back at the movies in downtown Kansas City. I was so bummed, I'm sure you were too, when we heard the news about Alamo, sad face, single teardrop, but BNB and you and me, we are back in downtown Kansas City. Had a blast last week. We kicked it over at the media event and the bar, Johnny's Bar, which used to be the old Chesterfield, it's is awesome. So anyway, I'll let Paul tell you more about that. Do me a solid rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about what we got going on. Hopefully we hear back pretty soon about the Pitch Awards. That would be super lit being a two-time, two-time best local podcast. Anyway, I'm rambling now. My name's Hartzell. Up next, Dave Borchert with the Garmin Kansas City Marathon. I'm running in it. Hilarity ensues. My name's Hartzell. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. If there's one thing that I found is as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with Hartzell. The KC Morning Show. My man, Dave Borchardt on your KC Morning Show. We've talked about this for a long time. I did not know that it would take you getting me to run a 5K to be on this show. Somehow I feel like I got worked in this, Dave. Yeah, I don't know, Hartzell. I've been bugging you for about four or five years to run in this race. It's ever since we started doing some stuff with Sporting KC, and I'd see you every now and then and say, hey, you got to do the race. And you said, I'll do it. I'll be there. I'll call you back. It never happened. So now you're doing it. You've committed. So you have to do it this year. You're going to be there, right? I'm going to be there. I'm running in this okay. thing. It is the Garmin Kansas City Marathon, but there's not just a marathon going on. We've got a marathon. We've got a half. We've got a 10K and the 5K. Break it all down. I'm really glad you said that because I think a lot of people hear the name Garmin Kansas City Marathon and they maybe immediately tune out and say, I can't do that. I can't run 26 miles. So we do like to promote distance options for all fitness levels. And you said it there. We have a 5K. We have a 10K. We have a half marathon. And then the big daddy of them all, we have the full marathon, 262 miles. Uh, the other thing I tell people is we do encourage people to come out and just walk the race. So if you're someone that hates running, we have a lot of people that come out and walk the race as well. If they just want to get some exercise and get the cool shirt, the cool metal, the free food, the free beer, all that sort of stuff. We had an 80 year old guy with a walker that walked our half marathon three years ago. What? It was crazy. Yeah. So it really is just one of those great civic events in Kansas City each year. If you've never been to a race, obviously, I'd encourage you to participate. But even if you say, I don't want to walk, I don't want to run, you know, come out and spectate, check it out, because it really is a cool event to see people checking these bucket list things off their list. And what's awesome about this and something I didn't know about, this is a qualifier for some of the big ones, the Boston Marathons of the world. Mm-hmm. This is a qualifying race for that. So not only are you going to see and also get a workout in, you could be spectating some of the best 
in the world, in the country, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's six world marathon majors, and this is a qualifier for those. And as you mentioned, the Boston Marathon actually happening this week. Normally, it's a race that happens in the spring, but it got pushed to the fall because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But, yeah, the course uh, is certified. So if you're one of those really fast people like Hartzell, who's, <laughs> you know, at some point going to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I know we're starting small this year, but you've got speed in you. I've seen it. I know your past history as a sprinter. I know you've dominated the soccer media games and whatnot. So I think this year we start you small with 5K and we mm-hmm. kind of stair step. So next year it's the 10K. The year after that it's a half because really it's it's true when I say this. Anybody that can do a 5K can do a half marathon. It's just a little more training. But then after you get the half under your belt, you know, then then you then there's only one thing left, and then that's when you do the full 26.2. So I'm, I'm putting that on your radar for 2024. Here's what I think my role is, Dave, and I think I am preparing for it as we speak, and I will this weekend. You know, you all need someone who's going to sprint to that person who needs the water, or maybe that that, that one <laughs> who slipped and fell. You need someone quick to go and pick them up and, you know, toss some water okay. on them. I know my role, Dave. I'm very self-aware. So you're going you're gonna to be a volunteer. You're going to be one of our medical staff volunteers then to help anyone who's in trouble. If I get a polo, I'm down. Oh, yeah. No, we get we get a volunteer shirt, you know, to all of our volunteers. And we do still need volunteers as well. So that's a nice plug that you helped work in there. So <laughs> we, like I said, we'd love to have you run or walk. If you don't want to do that, we'd love to have you spectate. Spectating is really fun. People come out with all sorts of funny smart Alex signs, which we love to see. And it helps distract the runners a little bit. But we also, you know, the company I work for is the Greater Kansas City Sports Commission. We're a 15-person staff. We're a nonprofit organization. And we're trying to pull off this race that normally has about 10,000 runners. Runners. And for a 15-person staff, that's a lot to ask. And we normally have about 1,500 volunteers that help pull off this race. So we definitely do still need volunteers. And if anybody is willing to help out, like I said, you get a cool race shirt and get to help out our nonprofit organization. And you can get info on the volunteer opportunities and all the race distances at kcmarathon.org. And we're not done talking about that Kansas City Sports Commission. I'm going to circle back to that here in just a moment. But Dave, if you can, break down how we got here. Largest road course in Kansas City. Can you tell us a little bit about the history? Yeah, for sure. So this is the uh, 35th running of the race. It's kind of a long, sordid history that I won't bore you too much, but essentially in the late 70s, there was the first marathon in Kansas City called the Macy's Marathon. Then a couple years later, the Kansas City Marathon came around. And for a couple years, there was the Macy's Marathon and the Kansas City Marathon. And then eventually the Macy's Marathon went away and the Kansas City Marathon continued. So this year, the 35th running of the race, Garmin has come on board as our title sponsor. So now it's branded the Garmin Kansas City Marathon. As you mentioned earlier, there's all the different races distances, 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon. And for most people out there, if you're a runner, you definitely know this, but Kansas City is a hilly city. It's not the easiest race in the world. That being said, our 5K and 10K races are actually really fast and easy, which is to your benefit this weekend, Harsel. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a hilly city. You may have noticed it driving around if you're not a runner, but what we do, since we can't offer the fastest race course in the country, we try to offer one of the most scenic race courses. So we like to look at this race as a running tour of Kansas City. You're re- really running past all the coolest landmarks and neighborhoods in town. So you're starting at the Nelson Atkins Museum, which is obviously, you know, ultimate Kansas City landmark. You're running into the plaza, then through Westport. You're running up to the World War I Memorial, in front of Union Station, up to the Kauffman Center, out to 18th and Vine, past City Hall, uh, back to the Nelson. And then if you're the full marathon runners, you get the Southern Loop, which includes Brookside, Waldo, Ward Parkway, all those cool areas. So, you know, really we try to highlight Kansas City. We know we're not going to be the fastest course out there. Kansas City's not a pancake flat city like you might see in Chicago or Indianapolis or some of those other cities. It's funny, people come here from Florida and they're shocked how hilly it is. But I think people that run in Kansas City kind of know what they're in for. It's not the easiest course, but it is a fun course. 
And we like to run people past all these places they couldn't normally run on on the regular basis. Because really, when can you run down 47th Street right through the plaza or right in front of the Nelson or through 18th and Vine? You know, you just can't do it. So it's a running tour of Kansas City. And, you know, we like to celebrate all the big Kansas City landmarks each year. Well, listen, Kansas City's for hustlers. We make you fight for it. How bad do you want it? Right, Dave? How bad <laughs> I mean, do you want it? Well, that's the thing. You know, it, you know, there's there's all these hashtags out there. You got Boston Strong that got to be a big one after the, the Boston Marathon bombing. But I, I think there is a thing to be said for Kansas City being the tougher than average runners because people get all four seasons here and then they get the worst of winter, right? Well, we had some days last year where the high temperature was minus three degrees. You get the worst of the summer where it's, you know, getting up in the upper 90s and the humidity so bad you can't even breathe. And the hills are just a nice compliment to that. You know, the runners at Kansas City. I know we have great weather forecast for this weekend, which thank goodness it should be near perfect running weather. But people in Kansas City are used to dealing with some tough conditions for sure. Hot summers, cold winters, the hills are just a perfect complement to that. But I don't want people to think it's an impossible course because it's not. It's just one of those courses that you can't just zone out and run as fast as you want the whole time. You have to be strategic. So you have to slow down a little bit on the uphills. But then for every uphill, you get a downhill that'll help you make up the time you might lose on the uphills. And like I said, for the newbies out there or people like you that are maybe just starting to get into the the distances that are 5K, 10K, those are our two easiest courses. I mean, you're running in the plaza for the 5K entirely, and that's one of the flattest spots in Kansas City. So we do have some easy options. The half and full marathon do have some hills. But again, if you run them smart, you can still have a really good race. Dave, I want to circle back to the Kansas City Sports Commission. How is everything going in this crazy new whatever we're going to be calling it? What are some things you all are working on and how can we help? Oh my gosh. Check out our website, sportkc.org. I mentioned we need volunteers for the marathon. Uh, We need volunteers for all of our events. Like I said, we're a nonprofit organization. Our mission is making Kansas City better through sports. And one of the big things we do is we bid to bring events to Kansas City to help generate economic impact for the city. So events that maybe don't necessarily benefit us that much, but they're great for the city in terms of hotel room nights, bar and restaurant revenue, things like that. So the Big 12 basketball tournament. Uh, men's and women's are coming back to Kansas City this year. You know, that's an event that we bring to Kansas City every year. The NFL draft is coming here in 2023. That's an event that we help secure for Kansas City that's going to be just incredible and, and obviously a ton of economic impact associated with that one. And then the biggest thing right now on our radar is the 2026 World Cup. I know you're very familiar with that. Our friends at FIFA are visiting Kansas City for their official site visit later this month. We're hoping to hear something late this year or early next year if Kansas City gets to host games. You know, Kansas City, unless we get a roof over Arrowhead Stadium and someday, probably not going to get a Super Bowl, right? Small market, cold weather in February, all that sort of stuff. Um, Not going to get a Final Four for the same reasons. The World Cup is the biggest event we could ever host in Kansas City, and it would just be an incredible thing. You can imagine people from all corners of the globe descending on our city. At that point in 2026, we have a new airport. It would be amazing, and our goal right now is to take Kansas City from being one of the finalists to host World Cup games to being one of those host cities that actually gets to host the game. So that's a big focus right now. Like I said, the FIFA site visit coming up soon later this month. And if people want to check that out, they can also sign the petition to bring the World Cup to Kansas City. They can get there through our website, sportkc.org or the World Cup 2026 website. Well, my brother, you know, you got a platform with me in this show. However we can help, please let us know. Because, yeah, we want the cup. 
Got to have that World Cup. I appreciate Hartzell. And, hey, I'm expecting you to be sub-17 in your 5K Saturday. I think that's a realistic goal for you. Sub-17? Okay, what time does it start? I got to be there at 7.45 for the 5K. 7.45, yes, sir. You know, I can get in, get out, still go grab a coffee. Okay, I can do that. What, 5.45 pace, something like that. I think you got that in you. 5.45 pace. Okay, again, you remember I was a sprinter, Dave, all right? Distance was a punishment, but you know what? Challenge accepted. (laughs) You're on. Let's do this. That's funny. Well, I'm excited to see you. And thanks for everybody out there listening. We hope you'll either run, walk, spectate, volunteer. And again, all the info is at caseymarathon.org. And the race is coming up this Saturday. Dave Borchert, he is with the Garmin Kansas City Marathon, also on the Kansas City Sports Commission. The first of many more conversations, my brother. Can't wait. Good to talk to you, my friend. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. The KC Morning Show. Let's go to the magic of the movies, shall we? We got Paul Farnsworth. He is the director of public relations for B&B Theaters, movies in downtown Kansas City. There was a time, very, very recently, where we thought that was over. B&B said, no, 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 we're going to run it back. Paul, welcome to your KC Morning Show, and thank you for saving the movies in downtown. My goodness, man. Thank you. It's good to be here. What a great intro. What a great thing you all are doing. And full disclosure, I used to work for B&B back in the new theater in Lee Summit. I stayed for about a cup of coffee i may have been in fact the worst bartender of all time but you all work with me you you were just the best and i knew back then that there is something about bnb that makes them a little bit different from our other big chains to be honest with you just do things a little bit different explain that yeah well i'm glad that you noticed i'm glad you felt that way and hey we remember your employment very fondly oh god fondly (laughs) all right okay so i can come back in Uh, anytime man yeah you're welcome anytime and and listen you said it man bnb we try to be different and, and hopefully we're walking the walk. You know, like you said, B&B Theaters, we've been family owned and operated since 1924. We're headquartered out of Kansas City, out of Liberty, where the Bagby family has lived for a number of years. And so we believe in the magic of the movies and creating an experience for our guests that's real and approachable and comfortable and innovative. And hopefully we've been doing that. I think this property downtown has given us an opportunity to kind of stretch out, spread our wings a little bit and bring what we have done for almost 100 years to a really incredible and historic property. I mean, this building is incredible. It's insane how long it's been bringing entertainment to downtown. And it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of it now. B&B Main Street, it's got a nice ring to it, my man. It's got a real nice ring to it. The last 20 months have been nonsense. How did we get this here in this moment? Yeah, I mean, this project's been in, in the works for a little while. Obviously, there was a, a previous operator in that downtown Main Street facility that had to vacate. And so this building was left open. Uh, we were approached by Power & Light to see if we could make something happen. Long story short, we did. I don't frankly know all the ins and outs of how we got there, but <laughs> The last year and a half for the industry and for B&B theaters specifically have been, frankly, kind of devastating. Even when we were able to be open, uh, there was often not new content for us to put on screen. And of course, we were interested in public safety, taking care of our employees, figuring out how we could operate safely during a pandemic time. Fortunately, that smoke kind of seems to be clearing. This deal came together really at a great time when we were able to reopen with an incredible slate of October movies. You know, we got the theater open in time for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which had the biggest opening of the pandemic. Adam's Family 2, which is right up our, you know, in our wheelhouse as a family film. You know, it was it was a journey to get there. I mean, there were all kinds of delays with manufacturing and inventory and delivery, but things just kind of worked out. Um, and I think that that's a, a great 
tribute sort of to the the, the way we operate at BNB. We are hopeful. We're optimistic. Even in the face of unprecedented challenge and adversity, people were smiling and still committed to our end goal of getting this project done. It's just really thrilling to see it come together. You know, we had a, a sort of a soft opening test night last night, another one tonight that hopefully you can you can join us for. And man, it's just it's exciting to see people coming together and uh, celebrating in a cool new space for the first time in a long time. You said the last 20 months is just doing this thing live, trying to make things work. What were some things that you all kind of had to audible? How did you guys find yeah. yourself adjusting and making this thing work? You know, I think it it's hard even to remember how it all began. There were mutterings in 2019, early 2020 about this COVID thing. Is this going to pick up speed? What's it going to do? And before we knew it, we were being forced to close. So for the first time since 1924, the entire BNB theater circuit was shut down. And so we were forced to furlough the almost the entire employee family, yours truly included, man. I mean, I was pulling unemployment. It was crazy. But everybody who was furloughed was offered the opportunity to come back. And nearly without exception, everybody did. And so we were well positioned, like the people who were ready to get the trains rolling again. I mean, they were they were poised and ready to, to get started when we could. And so that was something that I think was was, again, a great testament to the, the values of the organization. People didn't hang it up and, and look for something else. Uh, they stayed the course and kind of just waited till we could get going. It's a it's a lot to do with the company. Sure. But also the industry. You know, we love movies and we love doing what we do. What you said, calling audibles, man, that was the name of the game for months could reopen. There weren't new films. And so we were working deals with the studios saying, Hey, can we get some older content back on screen? We were selling popcorn like curbside. Our company remained committed to trying to pay our health insurance throughout the pandemic. So to make a little bit of scratch here and there, we were selling concessions from the curb. I mean, it was, it was in retrospect, sort of weirdly thrilling. It was fun to brainstorm and just figure out how we can get things done. In the moment, though, you know, it was very stressful. And that's, I think, another reason why this project, Main Street, represents such an arrival, because we're like, man, new building, guests are coming back. It's a new property, new content. It's just, it feels familiar, but also like we haven't been there in a long time. It's just a great, fun fun place to be right now. As we step through those doors, what are we looking forward to? What are you looking forward to? What can we expect? Yeah, man, there's a lot to talk about. The marquee is lit up again. Brand new signage outside. We have arrived. We have announced our arrival. And it's exciting to be part of the vibrant atmosphere at Power and Light, man. I mean, there's so much happening downtown. There's such a cool, successful vibe that Kansas City has been working on for years to cultivate. And it's exciting to become a part of that and see how we can contribute to it. The facility, like I said, this building is 100 years old. I think in, I think maybe this month, 1921, it was built. And so it's got a hundred years of history. And honestly, there were probably 20 years of sort of accumulated materials inside. And so when we got in there, we cleaned purged, scrubbed the place top to bottom. I think folks who have been in the the facility in the last couple of years will walk in and be like, holy cow, this place is clean. We installed digital menu boards, a lot of sort of the the signature B&B aesthetic. So it's got a a very cool kind of art deco vibe that's been incorporated into the historic, you know, exposed brick. And it's just a a cool place, man. The six auditoriums, there are a couple big changes. Took out the static dated seats that were in those replaced them all with electric heated leather reclining seats so it's the most comfortable experience that you can find certainly the best movie going experience downtown (laughs) but that did reduce the seat count a little bit so we're at about 350 seats between the six auditoriums really no better way to experience the magic of the movies than on a bnb theater's grand screen which is our 
premium large format venue. We got one of those downtown now in a giant oversized recliner. My man, can we talk about the bar? Because I was curious what was going to happen to the bar. For sure. Yeah, that's where I'm headed. One thing that was a little bit complicated was we got the theater open the first week of October in time for Venom and for the Adams family. But due to some delays with deliveries and all that other junk, we had to push the bar a week. So it is open in time for James Bond, No Time to Die. But also this place has been reimagined top to bottom. So it's now Johnny's Jazz Bar and Grill. We do have a Johnny's location in Liberty at our headquarters theater, which is a tribute to Johnny Bills, who is our current owner's grandmother. She played the piano for the silent movies. She loved playing cards. She loved bourbon. She loved good company, good music. So Johnny's Jazz Bar and Grill is kind of dedicated to her. And so now in this bar, we have I mean, everything has been replaced, upgraded, refinished, refurnished, new furniture, new paint, new wall decorations, new stage, over 80 labels of bourbon and whiskey, a full menu like steaks, I mean, burgers, house-made salads and dressings. The place is incredible. We've got some really phenomenal talent booked also through October and into November and December, like J-Love, Hot Club KC, McDowell & Company, Baby J, some of the greatest bands in downtown Kansas City, as well as some kind of startups who are looking to get on stage for the first time and so it's a it's a super fun like extension kind of of the entertainment that we've been offering to people for 100 years come in grab a drink grab a bite to eat listen to some great music and enjoy the magic of the movies you know your staff had to take unemployment in the last 20 months but here you all are back and better than ever in our new B&B Main Street I mean that's a beautiful story and I think that even adds more to the legacy of B&B hey thank you man that's very gracious and I mean there were some some sacrifices sure that we had to make as an organization to remain you know, functional during this time, but it was always a pleasure, no matter how inconvenient or troublesome it might have been to comply with X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, if it allowed us to do what we do, present content and entertainment to guests, man, it's not a sacrifice at all. It's worth it. Paul Farnsworth, he is the director of public relations at B&B Main Street, the new B&B Main Street in downtown Kansas City. My brother, we're going to grab a flick and then I'm going to go to Johnny's. We're going to toast the future, my friend. Sounds good to me. It's on me tonight. I hope to see you there. Oh, I'll see you there, my brother. You said it. I'm going to see you in a minute. straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.